0: So um, I saw a really great story about Toy Story 2, which keeps coming up on our podcast for some reason. Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2. Oh, yeah. I don't want to use my head. Okay. Yes. Do you know that it almost got completely deleted in the whole franchise and then it got cancelled? How do you mean? So there was an amazing story where production was underway on Toy Story 2 and it had been for some time when an employee at Pixar was doing some housekeeping with files that were no longer needed on the project, which is fairly common. Like you you bin stuff you don't need. And he was essentially... Well, essentially a tragedy happened when he started deleting data like that was core to the characters. So like Woody's hat and his boots God. and like the animations relating to that were being deleted. And he essentially like removed root files that were used in every single part of the film. Um, oh. And basically one of oh. Pixar's associate technical directors, a guy called Oren Jacobs, saw Woody being like disappeared in front of his eyes, like on their connected server, and basically rushed to tell the systems crew to like stop everything, like everything's being disappeared. Uh, but when they actually stopped, 90% of the film had been deleted. <gasps> like, could you Whoa. imagine? Like, this is like really crazy. But what happened was... um uh, so they checked their backup systems, yeah. but realised that their backup system hadn't been successfully backing up for over a month. Oh, classic! So basically, they had to tell the technical director, a woman called Galen Suzman, Galen Suesman, uh, who was on maternity leave, and tell her essentially like ninety percent of the film is gone. Oh, god. We essentially are starting again. Oh god! Um, but she happened to have a remote version, an entire backup of the movie at her home. So there was a point in time when the only backup of the entire production of Toy Story 2 was in this lady's home. Uh, But she was literally just giving birth to her baby boy. Um, and basically a team of people came to her house, wrapped her computer in blankets, and seatbelted the PC to the back of her Volvo so nothing would get destroyed course, in the event is, of an accident. this is like the 1997 or eight or something yeah. it would have been. Yeah, so it was a huge, huge computer. Yeah, they, like, had to there was no drives. Yeah. Like, you just had no to cloud. take the computer. No know, cloud. Um, and then when they arrived at the studios, they described it as eight people met us with a pirate sheet out of the parking lot and like a sedan carrying a pharaoh. They, like, walked it into the machine <laughs> room um, and basically, like because she had a backup at her home, the whole film was saved. But they they said that if that had happened and they couldn't recover the film, it's very likely that not only would they have scrapped the project, but they would have not necessarily continued the franchise. With already, momentum. It's like they've already wasted so much money. Production's on it. gone. You would have to. You know, it would be better to start over and do something else. Jesus, like, could you imagine? Well. First of all, what happened to that employee? Did they get disappeared? Uh, Did they? Joe uh, Pesci put them yeah. in the back of a moving car? <laughs> Did you 90% know of them get lost? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to lose 90% of you. Yeah. Your boots, your hat, yeah. gone. <laughs> my hat <laughs> now. Oh my God, that's, that makes me feel sick. You know, it's like when if you're a student and like your dissertation gets stolen the night before. And, I, uh, isn't that amazing though? Like that whole film, which I think is the best toy story film. Maybe. Uh, or, interesting, could really. be three. No, I think, two, I think two's the best. You know, I think I think I would have been interested to see. Let's say it had been ninety percent deleted, mm. and um, how different it Pixar been. had said. Don't worry, we're going to let you crack on and, mm. and do it again. How different it would have been? Because there is an argument to say that, like whatever, it could have been better. Because they would have just, but then it would just it would have been different because artistically, creative fatigue of redoing something, re, yeah, wouldn't they'd ever have to write a new story. story? Yes, it's, yeah. Oh god, isn't that crazy though? The, the, the things that almost didn't happen. I just saw that and thought, oh my god it's oh, you know what's really sad as well is that when you said uh toy story 2 didn't happen it almost got cancelled i was thinking in a very sort of 2022 way that like someone was just like oh uh, actually um woody's hat is quite offensive to <laughs> cowboys in the southern west region of uh, texas <laughs> <That was laughs> almost greg from succession it, again uh, <laughs> i have a problem with uh, oh, the, huh? yeah. <laughs> um but obviously this is in the original cancelling way is that it's just pure, pure deletion yeah wiped also on a Maybe, you know, on a deeper level, like what happens if like Woody, it Woody, no, but, like Woody has feelings and he's just there talking to Buzz. He's like, Buzz? <laughs> yeah, Buzz, Buzz. Buzz! <laughs> it's, like, it's like back <laughs> to the future. <laughs> like his hand gets empty. Woody, stay with me. <laughs> Woody, <Yeah. laughs> we're gonna get Woody back. <laughs> Woody's just bald. <laughs> yeah. He looks like one of those like demented monsters in Sid's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a horror film. Hey, Sid, you know this Sid, the Sid Easter egg in Toy Story three? Oh, I don't think so. Not off oh, the top of my head. He's the garbage can. He's, go, oh. he's the garbage can. Sorry, he's, the, um, the, he's the rubbish bin collector. Well, you know, that at the beginning yes. when... Uh, I don't know what happens in the rubbish they're, they're, Oh, the, the rubbish bin collectors take the, the bag full of toys, which I think is going in the attic, I think. And they think it's I mean, going... to take the, it to the... Yeah, they think they're going they to take it to the rubbish thing. No, before they do that, he's going to put it in the rubbish uh, lorry. right. And Woody has to try and stop them. And the guy doing the rubbish is listening to headphones like they know it's Sid because he's wearing the same skull t-shirt oh wow for some reason when he was a kid which really logically doesn't make any sense but except to indicate to the audience that this is the same character yeah i guess that's where Sid would be twisted little i thought easter egg was a commonly understood term to people now in in yeah yeah but i used the term easter egg to some people the other day and they thought I meant a chocolate, you know, shaped I egg. I found a chocolate egg in the <laughs> yeah. film. I was like, oh, I was talking about this picture and I was like- It's like, like a Wil- Wilhelm scream. It's like an industry joke that <laughs> yeah. people just I went, had to explain that to someone in really? the day. And oh, I was like, well. you know, it's like- And then you try oh! to do the- other one Aaron thinks you're insane. Can you do- Can you do? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there, are there are a few. There are a few different ones. No, no, it's all the same. Ah, uh, there, there are variations. No, 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 it's- Oh God, well, I, I'm uh, gonna look. Uh, you have to go, I think it's 100% one. It's not the Wilhelm screams. It's the Wilhelm scream. I think there's different pitches to them. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just variations on it. Star Wars always had, like, Wilhelm scream. And, Cloj- Indiana Jones. And all the epics. But then you yeah. get it in, like, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. That's not what you need when you're trying to do something else. Um, backtrack. I was going to say mm. um, Easter egg. Yeah, I was trying to say to people, I was like, oh, this thing's got an Easter egg in it. And they're like, oh, yeah. what do you mean? Layered? And I was like, no, 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 an Easter egg is something that's left... Stop your glasses. Well, it, actually, yeah, um, it, in a film, it's like a yeah. nodding wink to an audience. You know, we should do a feature at some point in the future about, like, the best, the best Easter eggs. For Easter? Uh, Non-Marvel <laughs> Easter eggs. I agree. Because they've made they it, like, a it whole cottage industry. Yeah, we should do, like, non- non-modern-day superhero, Comic-Con pop-, pop culture. Like, let's go... Maybe just pre-2008. Yeah. Even. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Pre-Crash. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-economic <laughs> crash. <laughs> we didn't need Easter eggs to distract us <laughs> from our troubles then. Yeah. So, last night, I surprised myself. I didn't plan on seeing it, but I went to go see Uncharted, the movie. The movie of the PlayStation game, which I love. Like, I really, really love these games. They are, like, true to my heart. Yeah. This is... Uh, Starring Tom Holland, starring Mark Wahlberg. It is directed by Ruben Fleischer. 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 Thank you. Of Zombieland fame and Venom and um, um, other disposable CGI rubbery stuff. I like Zombieland actually. But I like Zombieland too. Venom. Venom. I've seen the first one and it's 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 just exactly what it looks like. And it's mm. not awful, but it's nothing I would ever really... I have nothing much to remember about it. Mm. I'm Tom Hardy did it. Anyway, back to you. Anyway, um, yeah, directed by Ruben Fleischer. Thank you. Uh, stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Sophia Taylor, Tati Gabrielle. And this, fi- this film has been stuck in vaporware development hell for a really long time. What does that mean, Vaporware, uh, vaporware is when something is announced as having happened but it seemingly just completely disappears off the face of the earth. Oh. And it's never, it has had directors attached to it. It has had stars attached yeah. to it. It actually had Mark Wahlberg attached to play Nathan Drake at one point. Right. It was had Robert De Niro attached to play Sully. David o. Russell was going to direct it. Seth Rogen was once producing it. It was all just all over the place. But when that first game came out, which is now very aged and dated, it was the cinematic uh game it was that i think i remember playing it and i thinking wow this is the first time i actually don't want to skip the cutscenes. i want to watch them what is what are these games about uncharted is all about a character called nathan drake and it's essentially a spielbergian indiana jones but american last name drake because he is said to be a descendant from sir francis drake right so you didn't know that yeah nope. well no I mean you're, not, you're not really played them I played um, the and one of it's them. all about globe trotting puzzle solving jumping shooting climbing it's like about cheesy villains uh it's Mm. all about uh nathan drake and the interactions he has discovering treasure the early ones used to always have a supernatural element to Mm. it kind of like indiana jones would um and the first game happened it was pretty ropey because it was very old but especially when you got to uncharted 2 3 and 4 they were really i'd say as cinematic as any film could be and when the film first got talked about, I think, again, would have been around 2008, 2009. I thought, wow, yeah, that's such an obvious choice to make a film out of a game. Hollywood would really serve that franchise. As the games went on and they came out, I kind of felt like, actually, these, fil- these games are as cinematic as any high-budget yeah, Hollywood yeah. is. The acting is just as good. The, 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 the technology that they use to pretty much put anything you can imagine to life is there. So when the more and more time went on, there's like five or six Uncharted games, depending on how you count them, um, has come out I'm like this film doesn't really need to exist yeah. they are masterpieces in their own right and I don't actually think a Hollywood lick of paint would add anything I actually think it would take it away and I just worry it wouldn't be very, be very faithful to what it is come to this version of it I see Tom Holland's been cast he's very sort of in with the Sony Pictures crew obviously through Spider-Man and I'm like okay wow like, they're going for this, this younger version of it um, I see the trailer and I'm a little bit apprehensive. I'm not gonna lie, I went in with really low expectations for this film. You basically, without re- retreading the, the same the same foots I just told you about Uncharted, Tom Holland plays Nathan Drake, but yeah. a much younger version of him. In the games he's about mid thirties to no. early forties. But you see him at about nineteen twenty. He's sort of a nomad living in New York as a bartender, and he sort of is pickpocketing. Yes. I just want to say when you said at nineteen twenty, you meant the age of nineteen twenty. The age of, not 1920, the year of as 1920. 1920 Thank you. Could, but yes. We couldn't talk about Indiana Jones, I got no, completely stop, thrown it's there. It's there. Day, modern he day he is about 90, 20 years old which is about 15 20 years younger than he usually is got it and you have him sort of doing petty crimes he's kind of lifting tiffany bracelets off of girls and he's sort of did a little bit of a pickpocket he grew up with his younger brother who used to be his, his older brother who they both used to be obsessed over this treasure they're like mm-hmm. natural historians who love maps and history and finding out what happened to a lost treasure Come into the scene, Sully, played by Mark Wahlberg, who sees Nathan Drake, this sort of like chancer guy, and he says, listen, I've got a really big score. I want you on this treasure. It's the, I can't remember what it's called, the what's the face treasure for $4 billion. And Nathan Drake actually knows all about it because he was obsessing about it with his brother. Right. Comes to it, they go on this adventure together, globe trotting, puzzle solving, running away. There's double crosses, there's villains that smirk to the camera. Brilliant. Um, and sounds, I, like a, sounds like a panto. Yeah, it, it, it's National Treasure, Indiana Jones, and a little bit of James Bond. Got it. That's exactly what it is. And I, the film started, and I had my arms folded, <laughs> and my eyebrows raised, and I was like, oh, yeah, go on, impress me. <laughs> I had such a bad attitude going yeah. in. And the first 10 minutes, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. Oh yeah. And you know what? I did mostly enjoy it. It is it is not perfect. And I could very happily sit here and go through the entire movie and nitpick and go, oh, that's not consistent yeah. to the games and that's not true to life. But to give credit to Tom Holland, that guy is really charismatic and I think he did a good service to that character. Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Just just so you know, the character of Sully is meant to be much older than Mark right. Wahlberg currently is. He's Like I said, Robert De Niro is going to play him. He is a Hawaiian shirt-wearing, cigar-smoking. Ah, oh, goddammit, Nate! Mm. Talks like that. And it sounds like Mark Wahlberg said, if I'm in it, can I just be Mark Wahlberg? And they said... Yeah, all right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with. I mean, Mark Wahlberg's made a whole career of being Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. But he just sounds really bored. Oh no, he's just kind of doing that thing. Well, hey, Nick, you gotta go get the treasure. Mm. What? Hey, what are you talking about? That's what you gotta do. It. We're gonna make it over there. I'm like, you're just, you're just, so you're not really adding to this, mm. to this character, and you feel, you do look quite bored. Um, so there is that. And the age thing does throw me because yeah. it's like, you've not even gone anywhere to the character. The two characters of Nate and Sully are so similar. I'm like, you, I kept thinking like, you should be playing Nathan Drake. Yeah. You should be going into it more and playing Nathan Drake. And, and Tom Holland is just not, not quite necessarily fitting with, with the yeah. chemistry of it. But I did have a good time with it. Did you just have a better than expected time or did you have a good time? I had a good time, Okay. both you- good and better than expected. I would say if you already didn't care I wouldn't run out to see it because it's not it's very safe and formulaic, yeah. kind of like how the Force awakens is safe no, but the, no, but, it, but 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 it's a looks, good film, yeah, but I don't know I mean, I feel like that doesn't that' does a bit better that that no that's probably better film than this, look this film's getting like slithering out in February like. I mean, sure. Like I don't know. I just I I I don't. I look at it and I think I see. I just don't see any reason for me as an outsider. This is to what I'm saying. It. And I've actually played one of the games. I played the game that, that they reference in the in the film. So they reference the, all of them pretty with much the, with the plane, with the thing, and yes, the, three. Yeah, great. I and mean, That was huge at the time, and I really enjoyed it. But um, I, I don't want to see this film. Uh, that's what I'm saying. If you already didn't care, don't bother. If you did care, I'd say you you could have a good time with this. I think it's interesting that with this film. It's made me realize how films now are marketed and sold on social media, mm. almost like forget what the film's about, almost forget who's in who's, it. Oh, not who's no, in no, it. No, no. Forget who's in it. Forget what happens. Just find one joke in the film. Oh, right. <coughs> extract and it, it and loop it on every loop pre-roll YouTube it. ad. And so it becomes and and, and so it's like the, the all the years of Marvel quipping. They were just like, if we just market those, that's what people love in these films. Yeah. Um, So on Instagram, I've seen the, you know, there's this clip about a cat that keeps coming up about, is that right? There's a cat in it. There's some sort of joke about a cat. Once. Yeah, Yeah. okay, but but I've seen it more than you have. You've you've seen (laughs) the film. It's not even a thing for me, but I understand exactly what you're (laughs) doing. And I'm just like, this is so surface level cynical, Come on, like try and sell the film to me. Not just that it otherwise they're basically saying the film is just a collection of lots and lots of millions of bits of content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TikToks. It, that's what they're it's gonna say to Gen Z. They're gonna be like, it's about a thousand TikToks long. <laughs> you don't wanna feel like you've seen the film just because you've been paying attention to the marketing. Yeah. Which no, unfortunately yeah. is true for a lot of things. But like like what I'll give credit to is that it didn't feel like it took itself, it took itself the right amount of serious like so I gave it a lot more credit and, then, and I left I was like even though this is doing something completely different it did actually feel like Uncharted okay. and that's like what you can ask so for. if you like Uncharted it's not as bad as you think it is yeah but could it have been much better once upon a time ages ago yeah right now the game is a much better experience because the characters are true to who they are. Never, we haven't had a good game adaptation, have we, for a film ever? This is prob. No. This is probably. I'd have to really have a think, but this is up there with the better of them. They're usually really bad, and I think this is a good time at the cinema. But- when the, with the games you're like this is clearly taking inspiration from cinema so much why put the genie back in the box and be like let's just turn it back into a film you know i tell you what we're gonna have this conversation again when they bring out the last of us series oh because it's made by the same yeah. uh, developer named naughty dog which uh, again we can get into that another time but i don't think that needs to be dramatized it it's it already enough in its own way there's something about a game being about like an eight to ten hour experience where you control especially in the last of us which i'll get into but you there is such an ownership over when you control someone and the actions mm. you take it makes it far more immersive and that's a whole part of yeah. why storytelling is so effective in that medium um, but yeah that's a, that's a conversation for another time if they brought out a novelization of a film I really liked I would only read that That I would expect I wouldn't expect everyone to read that book I'd no. be like that's just for the fans and I yeah. feel like the same thing with Uncharted is like well that film is clearly not for me. I hope they're not putting too much money into this because I, I, only fans are going to go see that. And you know what they also did? They did the plane on a map on a dotted red line going to different countries. I was like, really? We do it? We're literally. I know you're probably paying homage, but like, it was a three D version of it. I was like, please stop. Please, please don't do that. Um, one last thing. I really think that this film is Tom Holland's audition to play a younger James Bond because I know that he did. He, he told that he was writing a script where he pitched to Barbara Rockley in The Powers That Be that he wanted to make a young James Bond film where he goes from Eton to the SAS. By like the Charlie Higson books. Exactly, the sort of Charlie bits. Higson books. What do you make of Tom Holland as a young James Bond in a reboot if that was to happen? Um... I don't think it's the most interesting direction they could go in. I think I, just making him young doesn't make him more interesting. Do you think they have to reboot it in that way to do it? No, I think they, there are many more interesting directions. With, with a property that's so old, like Bond, you can, you can make that much more interesting than simply going younger. I know it's been relatively unexplored, but I... I, I want Sorry. Christopher Nolan to do three 1950s Bond films, huh. Period. Really? Yeah, that's what I want. I want 1950s, Cold War, period. I want a a cohesive trilogy that has a beginning, middle, and end. You want Nolan to do that? I'd love Nolan to do the Bond films. Why Nolan? Nolan doesn't do period. I mean, Oppenheimer's coming up, but like, does he do period? He uh, did the prestige.
1: All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All but I right think then. I think if he went for it, I think that's what would be really cool. A trilogy, and all of them like yeah, like, like the, or it doesn't have to be night. three. Just like let's tell a story that because my problem with the Sam Mendes ones is they seem to be sort of like clutching around for sure, a loose thread yeah. to c- complete it. If you're gonna have the same actor. Let's write. A series of films that make sense from A, B to C. Uh-huh. And it's set in the, the original era And I Bond want era. it set in the Cold War with whatever, I don't know, Russian stuff, what, whatever. Like go back to some of the old books and really take from that and get take me back to that time where we're not worried about hmm. lasers and gadgets and take me out. James Bond, Craigsdrop Bond was about how relevant is James Bond in the modern era? Do you need the man behind the gun when we've got drones and spy planes and cell phones? Take it back, give it to Novim. I like that idea. So Encanto was my Oscar nominated. We're getting through them. Yeah, Oscar nominated film of the, the season bit by bit. Have you watched any? Have you been, any? I did. I saw Power of the Dog. Right, okay. Let me. I, I, I'm gonna just going to, before you jump into it, mm. I haven't seen it. Mm. I've actually never seen a Jane Campion film. I've heard very mixed things. Mm. I've seen lots of critics and filmy people gushing about it. Mm. But I've also spoken to people who are real people who have actually seen it and they've gone, terribly so terribly boring. Couldn't get through it. And I've seen think pieces appear online about the great power of the dog debate. What do we think about it? I do think it looks like the kind of film that's probably not best suited to Netflix when it it looks like like a Netflix film. I I hope I'm not stealing your points out of your mouth. But this is all, I haven't even seen it, but this is all in my head. Look, I like, I was about to say I like Comeback, but actually I kind of, I take Comeback on a case by case basis. I don't think he's a bad actor, but I think sometimes when he plays Americans, I find him quite annoying. You know, because he does that whole kind of, I'm doing an American, Mm. uh, accent and this plays a rancher but i don't know tell me about it james but bang on about i think just just picking up what you said about whether or not this is suited for the the small screen i'm sure netflix are absolutely thrilled that they've got films nominated for best picture and i don't think the other formats are competing in that same way so i'm sure they're loving it but i watched it on netflix at home and part of me wishes i had just been in the all-encompassing sensory blackout of the cinema um just quickly, Power of the Dog, directed by Jane Campion, as you said, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Clemens, Kirsten Dunst, and Cody Smith McPhee. Um, and all of them are on really amazing form. It's set in 1925, Montana, but it's filmed in New Zealand, which I saw in the beginning because it was like New Zealand film. And I was like, oh. Mm. Um, what, it's basically set in 1925. Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Clemens are essentially the, the heads of this team of um, ranchers. Uh, and mm. they essentially herd cows. And Benedict Cumberbatch is this very rugged uber masculine greasy dirty homophobic kind of brutish guy and jesse Plemons is this much more well he sort of represents the old west which is now kind of dead when you get into the 1920s pretty much and jesse Plemons is this sort of suited gentleman he's very heavy set and but not come about just constantly putting him down calling him fat so yes so jesse play represents the new era and, and Benedict Cumberbatch represents the older era, old era of business, right. New era, and Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, a character called Phil is kind of quite protective of the business that they had. They, ha- it's sort of implied that they got money from their parents to run this business, and the only way that they were kind of saved from being very poor is because they have this work that they do. Um, they stumble into uh, Kirsten Dunst's farm where they sort of are, run- like, you know, they've taken a whole load of cows, and she has this son played by Cody Smith McPhee. And Jesse Clemens develops a romance with Kirsten Dunst, much to the like dismay of, of Benedict Cumberbatch, who's really quite against it. Um, when they first have dinner at the ranch and Kirsten Dunst prepares dinner for the ranchman, um, Cody Smith is very much this not masculine, soft. He makes little flowers out of roses mm, and, and right. paper and he puts them on the table. And Benedict Cumberbatch is sort of like burning them in front of his face and humiliating him. And there's all this sense that Bendit Cumberbatch maybe has these very, uh, he's like overly masculine and maybe he has these repressed, unaddressed feelings to why he is that way. Um, and what essentially happens is Kirsten Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch have this really like searing, nasty tension between them. And it's funny you said that you aren't always a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch's performances where he does an American accent. And I usually agree with you, but I actually think this is one of his best performances mm. he's ever done. He's nominated for Best Actor, and I can see why, because I think he's sure. really, really good. Oh, everyone's really good, but he's really menacing. And Benedict Cumberbatch, we've seen do those really broad villains like Smaug and Shere Khan, where he does that voice, and he's very yeah. like, look at me, I'm the villain. Yeah. And here, it, he, he manages to unnerve you and and chill you in this really subtle Mm. way there's this whole thing about music and how Kirsten Dunst has this musical ability but Benedict Cumberbatch kind of intimidates her with his and um the score is done by someone who I can't remember but it is very very creepy and Mm. very present score you'll listen to it and you're like this is really um this sounds bad but it's telling you when you need to feel a certain thing but you can tell the score is very much pushing you through this. Is it Johnny Greenwood or... I think it's Johnny Greenwood, oh, well, that's bang yeah, on who it is. Love it. Um, sorry if I got that wrong. Um, Cody Smith McPhee and Benedict Cumberbatch start, like, really not getting on, but they start to develop this sort of like mentor, hmm. like ch- father-child type relationship. Benedict Cumberbatch sees this very sort of soft boy who doesn't really want to get involved in, like, the manly cowboy stuff, and he starts sort of mentoring him yeah. and all of that, much to Kirsten Dunce's dismay, because she feels really oppressed by him. And the film kind of goes on from there, and I won't reveal much more about it because that's probably all, 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 all that you need. It takes a very, my problem with it, it takes a very long time to tell its story. The points it makes, I think, are made too slowly. <laughs> like I, I understood yeah. what it was trying to say and it does it really well. Like I said, the way in which it uses score and the way in which it it directs tension, I think is really well done. But I was a bit towards like the second half, like, can we get a little bit of a move on? Mm. The ending is quite strange. I totally got it. But I, it all very much happened at once. You got all this build up, yeah. build up, build up. It's very slow, and then the last five minutes, everything just happens, and then it's and then credits. And I'm like, at, when it rolled credits, I was like, okay, so that must have happened, and that, and that, and that. I right, see, I understand. Okay. But it wasn't like a real oh wow. I was just a bit bored and and, uh, and slightly. That's a shame. I was shame because yeah. I, uh, you know, I. You know, I like to try and catch all the, the uh, Oscars. And this is the problem when it's given to you in Netflix, you know, like, mm. and the option is, and the choice is yours. You can watch, you're competing with everything uh, else. I, in the I You know, it's different if it was the cinema because like, I would probably be interested, intrigued enough to go to the cinema because it's an Oscar film. But then I'm locked in there and I've and i and I'm, I've paid my Can't ticket leave. and I'm not going to leave. Yeah. But Netflix, because I know that I can just turn that Your off. Your phone's buzzing. You're... Exactly. I'm not going to, um, I, I, I'm, I would like to see more of Jane Campion stuff and I would like to, I would, I want to want to watch it. Yes. I wanted to watch it more, but this podcast made me go, okay, fine. I'll watch it this week. Yeah. But I don't think I would have given myself the energy to do it. Filmed in New Zealand. That, I think Jane Campion is New Zealand herself. A yeah. New Zealander herself. And uh, it reminds me, there was a film that came out a few years ago, another Western called Slow West, which is filmed in New Michael Zealand. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, and Ben Mendelsohn. Really quite a strange I haven't film. I have seen magic. it. It's all right. But also Cody Smith-McPhee is also in there. Um, just another kind of like random, like uh, modern Western. Um, I'd say if you were going to like try and convince yourself to see it, performances are really good. Across bottom line, board, how long is it? Two hours just two hours. I think just under two hours. But it feels like two days. <laughs> it feels like you sat down for two hours. Oh. A film shouldn't feel like two no, hours. No, it should whisk your like, way. But Jesse Clemens shows he's one of the most versatile oh, yeah. actors in Hollywood. And Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, proves that he has got many... Uh, many blades to a swiss army knife he's, he's such a I really he's went such a No, he's just re, he's just yeah. really good and i think i saw the trailer and i was like oh benedict come is right. gonna do that but he's doing something really 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 good i wouldn't be surprised if he wins best actor again not having seen all the films jesse Plemons and kirsten Dunst married i believe or at least together you know are they, they? Yeah. no yeah Didn't they met that. on the set of fargo in 2015 oh, the second season that yeah, yeah brings yeah. a whole new uh, thing to it uh, there you oh, go there you go yeah and you said shere khan is that in the Andy Serkis, yes, Jungle book. the one called the Legend M- Mo- of Mowgli, right, and also Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, Khan! <laughs> he does that. He has this like, you wouldn't bear, dare disobey me, yeah, and he has like, I'm going to do that villain thing. Mm. Oh, you want me to play the villain in Very this other children's book, Mustachio Twirling? Uh, yes. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah look, there's, uh, I, I, think, I think I use brilliant as Smaug, um, mm. but this is villainous in a completely different way, which is I, I think will watch that maybe possibly at some mm. time maybe here's the thing if you did we'd probably have a similar conversation i'm not gonna assume you feel exactly the same as me but i think we'd both go yeah yeah there's that and then it ends and what did you think yeah that's what happened go, like, uh, yeah i think i'd have the exact same reaction too. Yeah. Hey. okay george i've just shown you the trailer for jordan Peel's latest film no nope. yeah what do you think Are you in? <laughs> i'm in i'm in i love jordan Peel, and uh I was reacting to you, just then I was going out, I was giving you the oh, oh. So do you know what nope NOPE is, it like stands for? Um, I, I Googled this afterwards. It's not of planet Earth." Uh, hence like the sort of alien but also the thing. kind of like nope nope, nope not, not doing it no, no, don't have the trailer but I, I'm really excited for it I just think that trailer was really yeah. really cool I, 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 it made me want to rewatch Get Out and Us Yes, and I think they would work unsurprisingly so well for a double bill yeah um, I mean say what you want about uh, you know some people found Us a little bit flawed or like Get Out and yeah, silly, it is silly but, but Us like, is flawed but I still I, I love the conversations this vision. I had yeah, and, yeah. and the vision and the, and the kind of the feeling I got I, I had such a great time at the cinema yes. with Us and, I and so much. What I love so much about us, I went to see it with Talia and we just spent an hour on the way home and then when we got home just discussing every yes. little detail, going, and that that's that's just as fun as seeing a film as being able to do yes, that with that, someone. That is the cinematic experience. 100%. Okay, forget your power of the dogs. Going to the pub you afterwards. Know, what, oh yeah, i got nothing exactly interesting. Got nothing y- in- when you see power of the dog, I'll go, you'll go, that happened, didn't it? And I'll go, yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. <laughs> you want to join him here. You want to kind of be Yeah, I'm, I'm so down. Was it July it's coming out, I think, right? I think this, it's uh, this summer. So okay. it's a good summer Aww. horror film. And, and I'm, I'm sure, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure there will be, and he does this so well, this sort of elevated sub-racial yeah. tension. Yes. Well, for somehow, yeah. and he, he's going he's gonna to capture that yeah. That idea in such a cool way. And the way he evokes like, other genres. So like obviously the Get Out was like the thriller, and he even asked us a bit more of a horror. And this yeah. looks like it's science fiction. And, yeah you know he's he, he, he revamped the twilight zone and i i i just i yeah i'm really so a I'm couple really of shots in there which are just like, you're like oh my god yeah, what yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, um, really i also lit. think it's the kind of thing that looks like it will fall apart in the last 20 minutes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we'll be discussing it <laughs> older, yeah so yeah very excited for that so george did you also catch the new jurassic world dominion trailer with the original three sam neill laura dern and jeff goldblum back what did you think Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm back for more um, dinosaurs. Nature has, has dominion. Thing. Um, um, I did see it. Yeah. Um, two words. Cash grab. Oh, it's going to make so much Let's money. Just, oh, it's going to make a huge amount of money, but oh it's just God. the... I mean, it's so hokey. Oh. It looks so hokey, which you could never say about the original. In, Look at that. The, the Hey, was it Ellie Sadler? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing around these parts? Are you coming? God yeah, damn, you, you dropped me back You in. old bastard. In another In another world where Jurassic... World Two didn't exist, and, are, and and they were a bit better. I'd be so excited, and and there are a couple of frames from that, yeah. which I think I quite like. Dinosaurs with feathers, right? Nice little homage to yeah, the fact that they sure. probably did have feathers. It's a great shot with the T-Rex like coming through the cinema, yeah, like a burning sure. film, which in a way it probably would for a lot of people's yes. imagination. <laughs> but James, you're just describing gifts. I, <laughs> I know, which is what cinema is now. But that trailer is just such a byproduct of the new formula for a billion pound, billion dollar movie mm-hmm. these days. Piano theme, then heavy drums. Over yeah. The uh, f- iconic um, redo iconic shots, but in a different yes, way, a slightly different way. Bring back the old cast. Why do they always probably, have to be bigger? Probably kill off one of them. Probably, yeah, I bet one of them will die. bloom, I bet. No, I think it'd be Sam Neil. I think, think Sam Neil's been like, if I'm coming back, I'm getting the, he- I'm getting my head bitten off. Yeah. How, how do you feel about those three coming back? There's, there's nothing like seeing them together again, staring down the dinosaur, and then him and Owen will, Owen will like. Don't move, not Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, sure. Sorry, hey, I'm sorry. Oh my god! I'm in the wrong I'm movie. Don't move. <laughs> wow. Um, no, uh, I, I don't. I like Jurassic Park. Um, I don't know if I feel again, James. I don't think I feel too much to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's I, a lot. I, they were like I think it's so cynical. Do you know what's more interesting is the little videos that Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill put out on Twitter when they were filming it, when they would. Jeff Goldman will play piano in the hotel and and Sam Neill oh, will play ukulele. Yeah, the two of them just interacting That's like, lovely. That's and that would be more interesting than the whole film. Yeah, I bet. The whole thing of dinosaurs running around in streets and jumping in on Rome, it You know what like, it's got it? it's got it's jumped the shark. It's gone it's gone, it's gone yeah. full, you know. You never go full dinosaur. They they they've gone they've done this. Yeah, They meshed th- it all together and gone, yeah, yeah, we'll get those guys and these guys and the dinosaurs in the other world. Yeah, but no, but it's like the tension, the the, the thrill of Jurassic Park was always the, the interaction between the dinosaur world and the human world. Yes. You just keep it like this, the very, you know, tense Venn diagram. Yes. You don't just go, oh, why don't we just... Yeah, yeah, which th- is what Jurassic World now was. It's basically- what if we got a T-Rex and a Velociraptor and we mated it and had yeah. a baby? And I'm like, But this really? is like, this is like a, it's basically an alien invasion movie, but they happen to be dinosaurs. Yeah. are you? Is it going to get you a cinema ticket? No, I'm fine. You're out. I'm done. You're out. I'll see you later. Bye. You and I saw Dune a couple of months ago. Yep. Our main Dune. thought was good. Half a story. Yep. Do it again. Yeah. But uh, Denis Villeneuve yep. has come out and he says, for the second part, there would be more Harkonnen stuff. More <laughs> Harkonnen stuff. You want more Harkonnen stuff? More Harkonnen stuff. That's the really brutal one. big, yeah. like it's done in scars guard oh no i do want more baron, baron. Uh, And the yeah. ba- I, I, I like the baron. more i want him bathing my in different is, things my iraq my dude i want him floating and then yeah. it was somebody well, I, that's how i want to end every conversation is when you sink into the bath you yeah. know just like yeah. and the fremen <laughs> kill them all he said uh, <laughs> he said i love the way he talks about films when i shoot a film i shoot it like all my movies as if it's the last one <laughs> I will do the same with part two well <laughs> I trust this man I want i want. sure you need more of the Fremen Harkonnen no but they, we also need more of the Fremen because we this the, 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 the desert teaser. people we but will get more Fremen <laughs> but we yeah. also do need more Harkonnen because Dave Batista just looked angry for a couple <laughs> yeah, of scenes he just glared <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm but I'm fine with that. And maybe we can find out what that, that crawly bug thing was, you know, the leather bug. Yeah. I don't know. Give it all, give it all. Just just, <laughs> just make it sure it's a conclusive story. Or makes sense as its own film. Finish please. it. I have faith him! Finish him! <laughs> Finish him. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode of Pop Kitchen. Don't forget, we post a new episode of this show every single Wednesday. And we've got plenty more content coming on the channel throughout the week, so keep an eye out for that. Whether you're listening or watching, there'll be more reviews that we don't include in here, so it'll be on all the feeds on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us there. If you're watching, please drop us a like and subscribe. It makes a really big difference. And if you're listening, leave us a review. See you next next week. week.